0: Welcome to a a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Industry 4.0 in the Intelligent Enterprise, presented by SAP, the best-run SAP. You'll hear from the experts who know how to digitize and renew business models for better results in manufacturing businesses. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, this is where the best run. We are live on the air. It is Thursday, March 26, 2020. The world is all tangled up in something we're not going to talk about today. So let me read a quote where we're going to start the show. Very interesting topic, important for businesses, factories, industries all over the world. I have a quote from an article by McKinsey at McKinsey.com way back in 2016, but I think it still applies. The quote is, while optimism prevails companies have achieved varying degrees of success in implementing industry 4.0 just let that sink in for a moment so let's talk about this you your company you want to deliver on the vision of industry 4.0 well that is absolutely great you're going to need digital transformation especially if you have an existing facility you need automation you need integration you need optimization of your processes and your manufacturing lines you need digital transformation Transformation. You need everything. We need a transformation that spans multiple solutions. We need the onboarding and connectivity of multiple pieces of equipment, including brownfield, from numerous asset vendors. It is complicated. You need a lot in order to enable successful Industry 4.0 adoption. I have three experts on the show today who are going to help us figure this out. This is really important for companies, especially manufacturers around the world. In a moment, I'll be asking my esteemed panelists to introduce themselves. We'll have Dr. Christian Lidka. we have Garrett Hoppy, and we have nils Hertzberg. welcome gentlemen, Garrett Hoppy at Beckhoff. Garrett welcome, yeah. and please tell us who you are and what you do.
2: Thank you um welcome yeah I'm, I'm working with a company that's called Beckoff automation um, Family Beckoff is owning and managing the company operating directly with clients in um, uh, many countries okay. uh, thirty eight countries with own subsidiaries. In um, 75 countries, you can buy our products. Um, we ship uh, spares and equipment to 150 countries in the world, 4,300 people. A third of those colleagues are engineers. Um, revenue of uh, 2018 was uh, a little bit above $1 billion US dollar worldwide. And um, we're slowing off a little bit. On, uh, only about 1% or 2% in the last year. And for this year, we will see... Our fortune is in software-centric automation, Um, while others have um, equipped their factories with proprietary uh, control, so-called PLCs and um, um, factory-level computers. Um, We have done this since 1985-86 with uh, PC-based technology, so industrial PCs. We are the number three manufacturer worldwide in industrial PCs, Um, We are within the top five of um, supplying to our customers uh, interface uh, terminals to collect electrical signals. We support 30-plus networks. Um, We supply motion, um, Mm -hmm. rotary motors, linear motors, uh, magnetic levitation technology, and, of course, a lot of software. Um, I'm uh, working in the executive team my title is corporate management in a privately um, managed company. That's the way to do. I'm uh, helping to manage the company. You can compare this to a COO position.
1: Thank you very much, Garrett. It's a pleasure to have you on, and we're looking forward to your expertise, Garrett. You would you agree with my opening statement that Industry 4.0 it's a great vision, but companies are having trouble with the adoption? That's our topic today. What do you think, Garrett?
2: Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why we joined um, the Industry 4.0 Alliance um, with many other good partners, including SAP, we think that um, the the future of leveraging benefits uh, on all levels of the supply chain, in process, in uh, manufacturing, and in logistics industries, and these are all connected together, is from connecting a lot of data. Uh, Not only collecting them from the shop floor, but also to to cross connect them, to leverage um, with intelligent uh, learnings, machine learnings, and artificial learnings to leverage benefits. And at this moment, you can find implementations of those architectures. But these are one-off implementations. There's there's a strong difficulty and a and a retarding element um, as to the many different industrial standards and. Uh, it's not only communication standards on the technical side, but it's also regulative um, um, hindrances where um, you cannot share data in the way you want. Um, and then you have the security domains of different companies connecting things together. And, and so crossing data between firewalled systems is, is quite a challenge. And at the end, it's a it's a projecting and implementing endeavor that is as big as setting up the factory um, or the electrical equipment for the factory and and because of this situation uh, we which we have seen in many in many occasions, we think there is a good idea to uh, unify the connecting um, element and the and the doing of the standard um, in an alliance that promises exactly this. To, to form the, the ex- execution level uh, with solutions and with products that the members develop towards each other.
1: Thank you, Garrett. Great great opportunity to hear your expertise on the topic. Appreciate that. We have so much to learn from you. Now let's move one seat around the table to Nils Herzberg. Nils, you've been on Game Changers Radio with me before. I remember you. Nils, in case there's somebody in the world who doesn't know who you are and what you do, please introduce yourself briefly.
3: Thank you Bonnie and uh, it's good to hear your voice again. Yes, I'm a regular guest on the show and um Yes, my name is Nils. I'm working for SAP. I'm working on the strategic partnerships that um, SAP has in the area of digital supply chain. This is a very, very important area. And Mm -hmm. um, why are we doing partnerships? Because we cannot do it alone. I'm very focused also on the Industry 4.0 arena, the partnerships, some very, very special partnerships. And that is something that we will be talking about today. Thank you, Bonnie.
1: Thank you very much. I think we have uh, Christian Litka with us. Christian, welcome. Would you please tell everybody what you do and what your company does? Welcome, Christian.
4: Yeah, thank you, Erwony. Hi. Uh, yes, my name is Christian, and uh, I work for, for KUKA, one of the world's largest uh, robot manufacturers. And um, actually, I've been in production all my life, and that relates me to the topic of Industry 4.0. And, and somehow it led to... Being responsible right now for all of our strategic alliances, and uh, those are, of course, it's a new topic, uh, mostly related to uh, Industry
1: 4.0. Very, very interesting. Where is your company based? What does it do? And how exciting is it to work with robots, Christian? You must love going to work every day.
4: Well, yes, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we are uh, located in, in Augsburg, Germany, so in the southern part and, and, and Bavaria. This is where our uh, headquarters is uh, located, but uh, KUKA is a, is a company of roughly 15,000 employees, so we are all over the world. Uh, so, of course, we're also very strong in the US. And uh, yes, I mean, it, it, it's a really interesting field because uh, robots give you a flexible automation. And, uh, you know, if I talk to my kids, they always think of robots being those science fiction figures. Uh, but industrial robots are really the game changers in, in today's uh, production world
1: absolutely right. I, I I admire what you do. Thank you very much. We have all three panelists with us. It took a while, but we got there. So let me reintroduce my panel. We have Dr. Christian Lidka at KUKA, K-U-K-A. We have Garrett Hoppe at Beckoff and we have Nils Hertzberg at SAP. Oh, who knows what the internet is doing today? So I'm going to go back to the original order, and I have asked each of my guests to please send me a quote from a movie, a book, a song, something that has nothing to do with our topic. Serious topic. Topic today, by the way, we're talking about delivering on the Industry 4.0 vision, leveraging your ecosystem. That's a topic, and you can already figure that one out from the conversation we've had so far. So I've asked them to send me a quote, and I'm going to read the quote with a little bit of information about the source from each of my guests and have them explain how in the world it relates to our topic. So Christian Litka has sent us a very, very favorite quote from Forrest Gump. Anybody doesn't know what Forrest Gump or who it was, it's a 1994 title of a dramedy a comedy drama dramedy they call it Uh, it's a film tom hanks played the slow-witted forrest gump who never thought of himself as disadvantaged and he leads anything but a restricted life i'll just say that here is the quote it's a beautiful one christian life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get i'm ready for chocolate christian (laughs) so christian how in the world does this relate to industry 4.0 i want to hear this
4: well, um, first of all, I, I, I like this new movie. So, uh, that's why, why it just came natural to me to, to, to find that quote. Uh, but on the other hand, it totally relates to the uh, field of operations of, of, of production engineering, uh, because every day is really like a box of chocolate. You don't know what you're going to get. And the same is true for industry 4.0. I mean, uh, I've done a lot of consulting projects in this environment. And whenever you go to a customer, you really, you, you you talk to them previously about what you're going to expect, but the reality is always going to look different, and uh, those those troubles uh, we we have there every day. Um, that's really something that's totally unforeseen. Uh, we're, we're talking about connectivity issues. Uh, you're going to remote areas where you have limited internet access and, and, and things like that. So uh, anything can happen in this field. And uh, industry 4.0 is definitely a game changer. It's 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 the, the, the sweet the topic. Uh, so that's why it relates to chocolate. Uh, but as I said, you never know what you're going to get.
1: I love it. Thank you very much. I'm wondering if that's the case with robots, Christian. <laughs> you program them to do or say one thing and you might be amazed. I'm just, just asking. I thought that'd be interesting. Thank you so much. Wonderful quote. Let's go around to Garrett Hoppy at Beckoff. And Garrett has sent us a quote from Randy Pausch, the book is The Last Lecture. I had never heard of Randy, Garrett, so I, I found him. Actually, one of your colleagues found him for me. The Last Lecture is a New York Times bestselling book co-authored by Randy, pa- Randy Pausch, P-A-U-S-C-H, a professor of computer science, human-computer interaction, and design at Carnegie Mellon Institute, University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, co-authored with Jeffrey Zaslow of The Wall Street Journal. And the book speaks to Pausch's lecture, back in 2017, called Really Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. So here is the quote. It's a long one. I'm just going to read a little bit. If you took one-tenth the energy you put into complaining and applied it to solving the problem, you'd be surprised by how well things can work out. Great quote words to live by. Garrett, please talk to us. How did you pick this quote? Go ahead.
2: Um, no. Actually, I... actually. Did not really find the source, so thank you for, for your work finding the source of <laughs> this. But it's it's a common statement in our mid-sized business world. I find that um, a lot of um, a lot of business activities is in covering your not responsibility. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so documenting what you not uh, what you not have to do. In, in, in this exactly bad English uh, to, to highlight what I'm trying to explain. If, if everyone would just forget about the, I'm not responsible, I cannot do this, or somebody else should do it, and stop complaining, and take that energy and put it into action, then the problem is done. So in, in, in our life, we work very directly with customers. We, we actually do not have a distributor channel for our products in the, in the uh, manufacturing and other industries we are serving. Um, so we deal directly with clients. And tackling the problem is easier and mostly takes less energy and time than trying to find somebody else to do that. And so that's, that's I take this code a little bit shorter. If, if you would just do it then, and stop complaining, is already done. Um, and um, so I really like this habit and, and put this exactly into this. Um, how does it relate to industry four um, point I think that we have a lot of um, a lot of retarding elements uh, that mostly circulate around um, fear of losing um, control, fear of losing know how, fear mm-hmm. of. Um, losing uh, access to to things and uh, i'm not saying here that one should forget about this because these are true fears and uh, and business models and revenue channels are important to to customers as to suppliers uh, in all industries so we are a supplier to our customers and they have the fears and we have the same fears so openly addressing them and saying look we have some things we can share with you for your benefit. There's other things we will not share with you um, because it's our own responsibility and um, it's completely okay to say that. But openly addressing the topic that one would like to work together and share some things and data and connect technical systems together better addresses the future than just saying it's not possible. We see the same in regulatory tar- terms that the, the past in regulatory terms was mostly to close off entities. Um, The the entire domain of data sharing is covered with um, good regulations, like uh, um, uh, general um, uh, data protection uh, regulations, and and these uh, kind of things. But one has to use them with common sense in mind, and, and not use them as an excuse to never make progress. And that is the topic we're talking about here.
1: Thank you very much. Those are also words to live by. Thank you very much. I just had a note from my radio engineer, Gerd, and he said he read the last lecture and uh, he knows somebody, one of his uh, hosts on one of his radio shows on Voice America, was mentored by Randy Pausch. Very interesting. It's a small world, as they say. Nils Hertzberg at SAP has sent us a beautiful quote also from Nelson Mandela. Nelson Rohilala Mandela 1918 to 2013 was a South African anti-apartheid revolutionary, political leader, and philanthropist who served as the president of South Africa from 1994 to 99. He was the country's first black head of state and the first elected in a truly representative democratic election. And here is the quote, a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Nils, I'm going to cry. That's beautiful. All of your quotes are beautiful, actually. Nils, how does this relate to Industry 4.0, please?
3: <laughs> yes i think um you yeah, I think it's a quote because actually I come from South Africa, and Nelson Mandela was actually my president at the time mm-hmm. um the winner is a dreamer who never gives up industry four i mean when we started this journey um you there it was said it is a dream that we are never going to to achieve and um I think, um, but there are a lot of people who actually don't give up because this dream is so beautiful at the end. It's productivity gains for everybody. Um, And um, that's why um, we are running this marathon. We do not give up. And, um, you know, if I listen to Christian's uh, quote about the box of chocolates, um, you know, I think our dream is that our customers actually know what they're going to get. I'm so less surprised. <laughs> that's I think uh, what what we are all working towards, and that's why uh, you're building the bridge to to uh, to get quotes about the 10. percent We are not complaining. We're actually investing 10 of percent of our time to um, provide less surprises, more compatibility to um, um, to this world. That's the dream, and that's why we don't give up.
1: I appreciate that. I I have to tell my listeners, we don't work with our panelists in the background before the show to say, you pick this quote, and you pick that quote, and you pick that quote. And once in a while, we get such a beautiful potpourri, if you will, gentlemen, of, of quotes that are just words to live by. And of course, we're talking about a very serious topic. I have to do a shout out to Richard Howells and Rakesh Gandhi, who uh, helped to put the show together. Gentlemen, your panelists really, really came up with some terrific quotes. So I'm just going to recap the quotes, and then we're going to move move on. So Dr. Christian Lidka at Kuka says life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from Forrest Gump. And Garrett Hoppy at Beckoff quotes Randy Pausch. If you took one-tenth the energy you put into complaining and applied it to solving the problem, you'd be surprised by how well things can work out. And Niels Herzberg at SAP quotes Nelson Mandela. A winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Great, great job, the three of you. I'm going to be sharing those quotes with panelists on other shows who don't know what to do, what to say, what to pick. Thank you. Uh, If you're just tuning in, this is Industry 4.0, our special series here on Game Changers Radio. We're talking about delivering on the Industry 4.0 vision. Leverage your ecosystem. That's the theme. Such great information from my three esteemed panelists. So we're going to move on now. We're not going to take a break, gentlemen, because we lost a little time getting started. So I'm going to uh, pick a statement from each of you that you sent me before the show, and we'll go around the table and see what everybody thinks about it. So Christian Lika, you came up with this um let's see Let me go with statement one and two. I'm going to combine them. I think they're a good summary, and you could add something to it. You say, Industry 4.0 will be the game changer to lift production to the next level. We will not be able to implement the digital transformation all by ourselves. This can only be a joined approach. So, Christian, you want to just tell us a little bit more about the ecosystem approach, about who is in this ecosystem, how big is it, how do you get everybody on board? And then we'll ask Garrett and Nils to join in, too. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, first
4: of all, as I said, I spent all my life in, in, in a production environment, whether I did consulting or managed productions myself. And uh, there is really no other strategic approach to improve production. Uh, now, we, we could say we will stay uh, at the level we are for the next 20 years, but that's not going to happen. Uh, in, in our modern world, we need to improve every day. Uh, so, Industry 4.0 is, uh, although some people always try to neglect it, but it is the only valid approach to to become better uh, in in long term and now uh, concerning the the digital transformation i mean many many companies have have tried it themselves they 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 thought of themselves to be in the next google and uh, they 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 thought they they could set up something with a couple of people and and rule the world and they all failed uh so like 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 we did and um we Learn from that and, uh, it somehow made us stronger because we realized that, uh, we, we should work together with others. It's, it's not always uh, about inventing something and not telling everybody else. Uh, it's about, uh, how can you join forces with other companies, whether you're in competition with them or not? It really doesn't matter. Uh, you have to join forces to get something like Industry 4.0 to a living um, environment. And just to give you one example why this is really necessary, I always refer to the example of Bluetooth. I mean, uh, we have different cell phones on the market. We have lots of different car brands, computers, uh, and and headsets, and they all operate via Bluetooth very smoothly together. I I can take my phone or the phone of someone else, get into a car, and uh, talk over it via Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. In the industry sector, we don't have something like this. Machines are not really talking to each other because everybody is sticking to his own standard and trying to to lock customers into his standard. And... Uh, only if we open up uh, and, and build a an, an, an huge ecosystem, we will be successful and, and we will get uh, Industry 4.0 to actually live and to fulfill our dreams. And now, coming back to your question about the ecosystem, mm-hmm. uh, within our alliance that we formed, uh, we, we set out a, a, a pretty big ecosystem that uh, that nearly features 60 companies from, from, from different parts of the industry. Now, 60 doesn't seem to be so much, but if you uh, realize that uh, – our alliance is only half a year old since its uh, official founding. Uh, I think we've gone a pretty good way there, and uh, we are still trying to to bring others in.
1: Thank you very much. Let's see what Garrett Happy at Beckhoff has to say. Garrett, agree or disagree with what Christian said, and how do you define that ecosystem? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I agree. <laughs> Otherwise, good. we wouldn't be working together in this initiative. That, that, that'd be weird. Um, now, how does it materialize? I think that um, the the companies coming together have recognized that writing standards is one part, but it can take you away from actually doing it. And while um, communication standards like USB are great, um, the second part is that, um, uh, different from the computer industry in which uh, Bluetooth can establish in quite a fast fashion, um, the the domain we are working in is the um, dirty hands, gloves on, uh, steam and oil and um, physical things world. And interestingly enough, this world is very colorful and diverse. And uh, actually, um, making a product like a car or a sheet of paper or an, an, a medication, um, even the very simple things like just um, um, a, a, a cup of uh, plastic uh, for, for some drinks uh, includes a lot of technology from all the partners involved. It's not just the manufacturer of this device, but he's fully dependent on a machine builder providing the machine. And the machine builder is fully dependent on uh, device vendors and manufacturers for sensors, actuators for um, measurements of thickness and um Radiation devices to verify the quality and the make of a product, and in this industry, it is not so easy to. And at the same time, this industry has to support um, machinery and operations over time spans of fifteen or twenty years. Um, and and in this domain, the the the, the true challenge is to. Um, to establish um, a way of cooperation that allows to embrace all those legacy standards and lead them into um, new functionality. So the, um, the problem is not so much to sit down and say, let's do one Senate, but the problem is that this one Senate would never um, fully um, apply to all the technical and organizational problems from medication-making with FDA regulations to oil and gas in providing crude oil. And um, so in this domain, we find that uh, meeting together in an exchange of data execution ecosystem would actually take away this friction from the layer of exchanging information without losing too much of privacy. And at the same time, having clear responsibilities for partners providing product and building solutions. So we, we are not interested in an alliance that would um, would basically stop others from writing standards. We, we try to embrace those and use those. This alliance would not um, have the interest to remove streams of revenue from uh, partners and, and members, and cre- create businesses that take away this revenue from them by digitalization and scaling it to a free-of-charge Internet-based service. We would like to establish a clear um, interoperability layer that allows everyone to um, use and share data based on roles and role models and, and provide that. You can see that the European Activities right now pinnacle um, in a in a very similar activity that we can say shares very similar views and the alliance mm-hmm. could be seen as a as a very early adopter of similar ideas. It's the hyperscaling activity of the um, European uh, industry domain called Gaia X, um, and you can see that these are quite the same ideas. Uh, so we hope to. Um, align well with those activities and uh, actually try to preserve for everyone um, an access um, and take away the frictions of doing this in a one-on-one implementation.
1: Thank you very much. Great insights. Nils Hertzberg, I don't think I'm going to bother to say agree or disagree. I think I know where you're coming from, but please add your thought leadership to this very interesting discussion we're having. Go ahead, Nils.
3: Yes, Yes, of course, I agree, and I think that the point is that in an ecosystem, um, you know, you get all suits, all haircuts, but you get also a lot of complementary skills, um, so it is more or less like an um, orchestra of, um, your classic music, you know, somebody knows how to play the violins, somebody knows how to play the trumpets, um, and so on and so on, and um, at the end, it plays, um, you know, the ecosystem plays beautiful music um, in the customer's ears. That's, I think, um, the important part. Um, In this industry 4.0 space, nobody is able to make beautiful music all by themselves. That is important. And um, hence, you do need the ecosystems. You need your friends. And the thing is, what customers want and why we are working in ecosystems is they do not want to spend money on nonsense. Okay, They want to spend money on value. And this is um, you know, where these ecosystems have to come together and also talk about some of the nonsense that is going on from a technical incompatibility point of view, also. And um, how do you eradicate this nonsense so that the the, um, you know the customers of all of our products, the products of the ecosystem, um, 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 are becoming more affordable, less nonsense. Um, it sounds like beautiful music, and the customer is spending money on value and not on plumbing. There
1: you go. I like that. Yes, thank you very much. Good around the table. Good conversation. Good topic, Christian. I'm going to move on to Garrett's notes. We've covered a lot of what you said, but I'm going to go to statement number four, Garrett, in the list you sent me. You say, this would allow, meaning this ecosystem that we're talking about leveraging in the adoption of Industry 4.0, this would allow us to think of completely new products New services and new business models for benefits of the customers we can't even think of today. I think that's a little bit like the the quote about just skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is right now. So, uh, Gary, talk to me about this this concept of Industry 4.0. We're talking about getting it all together, leveraging the 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 idea of the ecosystem. You can't do it alone. There are devices and vendors and applications, and everything needs to be collaborative and communicating and connected. But what about this new products, new services? This is new business models. Please tell us more.
2: Um, yeah, um, the the idea that I am um, presenting here is that we meet a lot of um, industry panels. We are invited to presentations. We we join in others presenting their thought on industry 4.0. And, and the idea is that these say um, we have to now sit down and define new business models. Um, There's a a famous quote from Twain, uh, who was basically, he was, by the way, also very fluent in German language, not only in in, uh, American language, Mark Twain. And he says, um, predictions are difficult, especially if these are about the future. So funny statement in a certain way. I think that... um, we have to admit that a world providing only services to each other forgets about the difficulties and the headaches of the physical world and um so in in a hospital kitchen uh, amazon will not sit down and cook the meal um to say this very directly um a service pro- sorry for using that name as an acronym for service providers and they do great services to do them justice um
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but but the point the point is um Today we cannot think of future applications arising from um, new technologies and one should allow the future to develop without defining it upfront. I I personally believe that uh, the physical world will continue to be there and in my language I would only express industry 4.0 as a principle to leverage digitally enhanced product Capabilities or features or, or digitally enhanced cap, uh, uh, product, um, um, yeah, product features. As I said, the um, the future will tell us what to do. We can see the first um, approaches of the future, like using machine learning on um, product improvement, on performance improvement of robots and and motion systems. We can think of um, artificial intelligence and uh, more and more vision, automatic um, analysis of um, in images from uh, vision cameras uh, to be used to, to make the production processes more robust. But also, and one can see that um, covering the entire life cycle of a product from the raw materials through the production, including transportation towards the the middleman offering or consuming the product towards the end user consuming the product finally and into the obsolescence part of recycling it. This will leverage a lot of new things that we really can't think of today. So um, instead of defining this today and say, well, if I have all the definitions ready and if, can, if somebody can show me exactly what I can do with this today, then I would be willing to invest into the future. I think personally is the wrong approach. I think one could see the potential of this today, but not define the end point, and then take this this journey and say, I, I don't want to miss that train. I want to be on it. Still, always under the premise that what we do today is not all obsolete with that, but we are in a continuous evolutionary path towards. Improving the world and improving our products and services to customers.
1: Thank you very much. Let's go around the table. I think the world needs new business models. Okay, mm-hmm. um, And um,
3: these are b- new business models that, uh, let me say, create less waste that provide more efficiency um, because that's the only way we're going to feed this wor- world and actually deliver a better world to our children than the one that we inherited. So I, I-, I very much agree with what um, Gert is saying. I think there is the, the opportunity of you know things actually working together uh, seamlessly that is, I think, um, the one. But the other thing is also you know, how do we um, you know, create new business models that make this world run as a better place? And there, mm-hmm. productivity is one of the huge elements uh, that is going to allow 8 billion, 10 billion. Humans to actually live on this uh, on this planet. So, from that perspective, absolutely. And this is, you know, if I could t- actually take back to to SAP for a moment, um, you know, this is one um, of you know, the big reasons of why SAP is investing significantly into this arena because we believe that it is um, necessary that our for our customers, but also for the customers of our customers, that we drive new business models more effective business models, more responsible business models um, as we go into the future.
1: Thank you. Very and that is an important point about all businesses thinking what the future will be. And we know it's not what we thought it was even three weeks ago. I'm not going to expand on that anymore, but we all know what we're talking about. This is March twenty twenty. Everybody knows. Okay. Christian Lika, I'm ready for you to talk about this topic. Respond. What do you think about what Garrett introduced and Nils' comments as well? Go ahead, Christian. Well, I think the statement from
4: from Kurt is, is wonderful uh, because it, it is really an invitation for uh, letting your mind flow. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. when you're thinking of new services and so on, uh, there is this idea that uh, instantly comes up to my mind that everybody's talking about since, uh, I would say, more than 10 years. It's, uh, you know, the serviceman who's ringing your doorbell and, and once he open, he tells you that he's there because he's going to pay a machine that's going to break down by, and then he's tapping on his watch right now. Uh, so this is something everybody's dreaming of and, and, and something everybody's fearing. Um, and this is just one slight topic within this industry 4.0 and, and, and where it can, can lead you. Um, but... Uh, I I will give you a real technical example for that. Yes. You know, uh, right now, the the control and production environment is always just event-driven. One machine is ready, uh, so someone picks up the material and takes it to the next machine, and this can be automized or whatever, uh, but it's really based on events. Something has happened, something else is, is done. and with Industry 4.0, uh, we will cross this border because we can look into the future. How can we do that? Well, very easily, because uh, if you know the status of different systems, uh, bringing that information together will lead you to, to an easy assumption of uh, what is going to happen in the next couple of minutes because I have several systems who will be ready, who will have a different status, who will break down or something like this. And this will lead to totally new um, things that you could really improve in, 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 in your uh, production environment. And, I mean, bringing that on, on, on a more scientific level, um, you know, with, a, um, with with new technologies evolving, uh, we always go to, to, to new centralized approaches uh, who enable us to do marvelous things. And uh, as they mature, we will get to some more decentralized approaches um, who will give uh, uh, new possibilities of, of, of doing things differently to machines, to remote areas, w- w- whatever you have in your industry. And, uh, this is actually something we're seeing in industry 4.0 as well. As, as new technologies are coming out, we have new possibilities of c- controlling things and they will evolve and, and will lead to new, um, to, 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 new possibilities and, and, and decentralized units. Uh, and, and those business models, they, they cannot be foreseen right now. You can only imagine what they are going to look like.
1: Thank you very much. I'm, I'm just reading a post here on Twitter while I'm tweeting some of the wonderful comments from the three of you. And uh, somebody says, we're looking at which companies have the best shot of popping back up as we abate the COVID-19 crisis. And I think that's really what we're talking about. Industry 4.0 could be the backbone of that popping back up. Garrett, this was your topic, wonderful one. Anything you want to say to your two co-panelists, Garrett Hoppe?
2: At this moment, oh, we're just uh, keeping yep. keeping the initiative growing. Um, uh, thanks. I'm really blessed to work with Niels and Christian, and, and we have a lot of fun while we work. It's also one of the principles of having success um, and having a lot of fun while you work. That's, That's what I'm looking forward to.
1: I like that. I haven't heard that word, fun, related to Industry 4.0. Maybe never. (laughs) Thank you very much. And that makes it, yeah, we talk about people as well on these shows, not just technology, not just business strategy, but it it has to be fun. And as I said in the opening, when Christian introduced himself, I said, I bet you have fun going to work every day, working with robots. I think that's really, really cool. Okay, let's see. We have a little bit of time left. Uh, Nils, I'm looking at your statements here. We've covered a couple of them. you want to talk about roi nils should we go there your statement number three or yeah okay you say companies are challenged to achieve the desired outcomes and roi return on investment given the number of providers of industry 4.0 solutions which requires a huge effort across the stack to achieve true end-to-end it ot integration hence here's the key word interoperability is a big theme and a winner go ahead nils tell us a little bit please
3: Yes, Bonnie, and I think um, I, I'm going to build on what Christian just said, and uh, mm-hmm. something that popped to my mind. Um, you, the, the point here is that um, you, how do we democratize the access to all of the uh, you, to give everybody the right or the privilege or the opportunity to implement those new, um, new business processes? Uh, you, the the issue if there's no interoperability, if everything is its own little way is that you have to bring big dollars, big euros, big whatever currency you care about in order to make that happen. In other words, it is not, um, you know, the opportunity of everybody. I think through interoperability, through, um, you grinding away at this challenge. I mean, we're never going to be done. This is a marathon. But trying to work towards better compatibility, better interoperability, what we are doing is really um, democratizing the access to or the opportunity. We give the opportunity to everybody to run new business models, and um, you get to the flexibility. You you asked the question of who's going to actually pop up Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the first. Um, after this, or actually during even, you know, yes, it is the ones that are agile that can actually yep. turn around on a dime. Those are the ones that are going to pop up first and that are able to respond and who do not procrastinate and say, "Oh my God, my factory was just made for this, and I cannot actually change it to do something else." I was reading uh, this morning an article that uh, some beer brewers here in um, in Germany are actually now making disinfectant
1: mm-hmm. on the
3: alcohol from the yes. alcohol of their non alcoholic beers. Yes. Okay. Now and they're already delivering. BASF is delivering disinfectant. You yes. a good friend of mine, you know, she's in the apparel industry. You know, she does um, underwear and um, she has actually repurposed her factory to make masks. Um you yes. they are already producing masks for the french government now it is those folks that actually will come around
4: but it is only
3: possible if um you, you are able to flip your factory make it more versatile and um not have a huge project six months waterfall whatever and if you can do plug and play if we can do more compatibility then um you, you the um you can do this faster. And your return on investment is not only a dollar and cents thing. It is also a time-to-market thing of how quickly can you respond. And you, I'm, I, um, I've been in a few factories. My friends, um, you, know, Christian and Get, have probably been to many more factories than I do. Um, the point there is, um, you know, how many cooks do you need in the kitchen to cook that good meal for the customer? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if, if things were compatible, you, you may actually not uh, need all of the cooks in the kitchen because some of the stuff actually works out of the can already and you don't need to actually start cooking from the raw material onwards. So um, that, I think, is one of the important pieces of ecosystem But also, um, you know, one of the important pieces of compatibility and interoperability um, that we want to do. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm all in these analogies today somehow, you know, the orchestra and now we're in the kitchen. Um, You know, pre-cooked meals, you know, also was a big winner in the past. Now, how do we actually do the pre-cooked meals that work in the factory?
1: Absolutely. And by the way, on that theme of agility, I'm looking at some articles here in the Wall Street Journal. Companies retool operations to assist in coronavirus fight. And we've already heard some stories here in the U.S., Nils, uh, about a distillery that made bourbon and the gentleman was shutting down and he realized the key alcohol key ingredient, alcohol, was part of hand sanitizer. So he retooled and re-recipied, if you will, and he started making hand sanitizer and giving it away, not even charging for it. Well, he ran out of bottles. I think this was in South Texas. He ran out of bottles and a woman heard his story and she was a bottling manufacturer and she had a truckload of small bottles and she delivered them to him to help him. I, I It makes me cry when I think about this because it's people working together and that's what we need right now and so, yes. industry 4.0 is so important. Yes. I'm going to go around the table quickly. And we have about in
3: future, Bonnie. Yes, Bonnie, yes. Future machines need to work together. Yes, That's, I think. Yes. the point. Great topic.
1: I have to get the three of you back to talk about that. Let's go around the table for our predictions. Let's keep it upbeat, please. Let's talk about flexibility, interoperability. and Let's talk about leveraging ecosystems. So I'm going to go around the table. You've each got 60 seconds. I know you don't like to talk in 60-second sound bites because you're all so brilliant, but give it a try. Dr. Christian Linka and Kuka, what's your 60-second prediction about Industry 4.0, adopting it, leveraging the ecosystem, working together? Great theme. Christian, go ahead.
4: Well, uh, just hearing to, to Nils, I, I'm thinking about would we be flying around the, the, the globe today if uh, all the silver ride w- would have been faced with, with a return on investment or something like this? Sometimes, uh, the, here's another quote from Nike, you just have to do it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we, we need to work on interoperability. And uh, like you just uh, explained in your example with the distillery, we somehow need to work together to get the thing to, to fly. And if we get there, we will all be a part of the game and we will all make our money. Uh, But sometimes it just needs a little bit of trust and uh, return on investment can also be uh, experience that you gain. So let's do this together
1: beautiful wow that was a quotable moment Christian and by the way the title of the article is Dis- distillers turn whiskey and gin into hand sanitizers and we hope that somebody is still making whiskey and gin because the world still needs those products too I'll let that sit there Garrett Hoppy at Beckhoff Automation well, GmbH Garrett go ahead and what's your 60 second prediction please Garrett
2: Yeah. Um, I had one in the middle of this uh, session uh, the world is uh, colorful and diverse and instead of taking all the effort to um, funnel it towards a singular, um, standardized approach, I think we have to recognize that tying together, collaborating in this colorful and diverse way is is bringing opportunities for the future. Um, we really um, think that um, we are just at the beginning of uh, the next step in. Um, efficiency and uh, professional um, 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 performance in the industrial domain and Industry 4.0 is one of the big leveraging uh, items for that.
1: Thank you. Niels Hertzberg, I was just given the word that we have a few extra minutes, so I'm going to come up with a lightning round question for mm-hmm. all three of you. I think you're going to like, no, don't go out and get the gin and the whiskey yet. There'll be plenty after the show. Niels Hertzberg, you can have 90 seconds to your prediction, then I'm going to go around the table one more time. Niels, what do you see in the future?
3: Uh, well, my prediction is that in five years from now, uh, Bonnie, you, uh, Gerd, Christian, and I will be on the show again. And uh, we will talk <laughs> about all the great things that we have achieved. And um, you know, that actually, um, you will be talking about how we ran this marathon um, and how we drove the value for our customers. I, I think this makes a huge amount of sense. Um, as Gerd said, you know, we have a lot of fun. I think that there is a lot of trust, um, but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of pride in each of the companies that they know what they're doing and that they would like to do. But we all know that we have to play in concert in order to create the value that the customers deserve.
1: Thank you very much. And I like to use the word companies, industries, businesses, that kind of thing, Neil, so we can expand it to everybody around the world. Yes, Absolutely. There you go. So since we have a couple of extra minutes, thank you to our engineer who said uh, we got a late start. And he's giving us a couple of extra minutes, which is an absolute gift on live radio. So I'm going to go around the table and I'm going to ask, and I didn't ask you this in the beginning. You may have mentioned it, but where are you right now? What part of the world? I know I looked at the the country codes on the phone numbers where we reached all of you, and I know you're, you're at diverse locations. I'd like to know where you are and um, what are your wishes for what's going to happen in the next, oh, let's say, in the next four weeks, wherever you are. Let's do some positive. Let's put some good vibes out there to your part of the world. I have Now I have about 45 seconds each. We've got four minutes to go. So, Christian well, Lika, where are you in the world? And if you want to talk about what it's like right now very quickly or what your hopes are. Go ahead, Christian, and then Garrett is next, and then Nils, and then we'll finish. Christian.
4: Well, thank you. Well, C- Curry, I'm in, in, in my basement office uh, at, at home. Uh, since I'm, I'm in, in home office, and I'm located uh, pretty much in, in halfway between Augsburg and, and Munich and, and lovely Bavaria. And in, in four weeks, I hope not to sit in my, my uh, basement uh, office anymore, but to be back <laughs> in the company working together with, with uh, great
1: and fascinating robots. Thank you very much. We have to get you back on to talk about those robots. Do you have a personal robot, Christian? And if you don't, what would you name it if you did, quickly?
4: Well, I have two personal robots. One is mowing my grass, and, and the other <laughs> one is uh, actually vacuum cleaning. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. And do they have names?
4: No, they have no names.
1: Well, no, come no, on, you got, you, you, have to ask you got a person. You got a personal. <laughs> oh dear! I was hoping that was not what you're going to say. We'll let that pass. Garrett Hoppy, where are you right now? What part of the world? And what's your hope for the next uh, month, Garrett? Well,
2: Home office time for me as well. Um mm-hmm. and the part of Germany I'm residing in is right now. Reda Wittenbruck in East Westphalia. So the the region I'm living in is in North Rhine Westphalia, the portion here is called East Westphalia. You can see how stubborn the people are because we are insisting that we live in the east part of Westphalia. Um, quite, <laughs> quite <an> <laughs> <accomplishment>. <laughs> it, it's true. It's called East Westphalia. It's very okay. important. Uh, uh, I have to mention that I also lived, spent five years of my time in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, so I did do ice fishing. I, I know Garrison Keillor um, as, a, as a big fan, and uh, so I got uh, the, the grace of learning a lot about American lifestyle, and that's my second home. I'm, I'm there from time to time, so um hope that some of my friends might be listening in or, or hear this Lovely. later in the, pod, the podcast. Um so I love that part of the world as well.
1: Thank you very much. Niels Herzberg, where in the world are you? We've got to wrap it up here in about a minute and a half. So, Niels, you're the last one. Where are you, and what's your hope yes. for the next four weeks?
3: Um, home office, uh, like everybody else, in beautiful Heidelberg, in the middle of Germany. Um, my hope is um, that in four weeks from now, um, we will actually be looking at a, a much more search and a much more better place. And uh, I just looked at my calendar. Uh, because um, in four weeks from now, we will have the next meeting amongst these friends. It's going to be a virtual meeting, and we're going to map out the the phase two of the ecosystem plan that we are making. So that's, um, you're looking positively at creating even more compatibility. That's what we'll be doing.
1: Absolutely. And my hope, I'm in Durham, North Carolina. My hope is that we stop having the temperatures range from low 80s to, to high 30s so I can take my plants out of the house and put them back in my portable greenhouse on my back porch, which overlooks a pond with a beautiful fountain that lights up at night. My hope is that we can all smile and be done with everything that's going on and that we're all around healthy and good and being agile personally, professionally, and keeping our brains moving. That's my hope for the world. I'm not going to cry. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Here is my call to action. First of all, thank you to Richard Howells. Thank you to Rakesh Gandhi. Rakesh worked so hard putting this panel together. And to my engineer extraordinaire, Aaron Keller at Voice America World Talk Radio. And thank you to all of our radio listeners around the world. Here is my real call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. Well, you might not be going anywhere, but fasten it metaphorically, figuratively. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Just figure it out. Like Dr. Christian Lika at Kuka AG. Just like Garrett Hoppe at Beckhoff Automation and, of course, just like Niels Hertzberg at SAP. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Going to go play my drums. Have a good day. Be safe, be well, be smart, and be healthy. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Industry 4.0 in the Intelligent Enterprise, presented by SAP, the best-run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.